What's up, Earth Citizens? Welcome to Uncommon Grounds, a production of the Quinnipiac University Podcast Studio. This is a podcast about students from our School of Communications. In this episode of Uncommon Grounds, host Chris Rausch interviews Brooke Riley. Brooke has since graduated with a degree in journalism, and she's off to Bangor, Maine, where she'll be a TV reporter. Chris talks to her about her time as news director for the student TV station Q30, what got her interested in journalism, and Chris's golden retriever Gus also makes his podcast debut. I'm David DeRoche. I'm the producer of the show. I'm also director of community programming at Quinnipiac. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush. He's the dean of the School of Communications. Thanks for listening. Welcome to another episode of Uncommon Grounds. This is the podcast featuring Quinnipiac University School of Communication students. My name is Chris Roush. I'm the dean of the School of Communications. And with us is senior Brooke Riley. She has been the news director of Q30 Television for the past year. Brooke, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So let's start with your choice of coming to Quinnipiac. How did that come about? So Quinnipiac actually was not initially on my top schools to look at. I applied to 12 schools in total in the end. And I have a twin brother, and he actually had applied to Quinnipiac before I did. He ended up not going here, obviously. But he applied before I did and got accepted. And then my dad had said to me, oh, you should look up that school for journalism and everything. So I did. Turned out, obviously, it had a pretty good journalism program. So I applied and then got accepted and everything. Went for a tour. I remember it was President's Weekend, February of 2016. It was snowing that day, too, and we got given a tour by a first-year student at the time. The tour was great, minus the snow, obviously, but you could tell that the campus was still beautiful. Then I got down to making a decision of where I had to go by that end of March, April time, and I went to three different admitted students' days. I went to SUNY Oswego, Manhattan Colleges, and Quinnipiac. Quinnipiac was, I think, the middle of the three that I went to. and I actually spoke with current students at that admitted students day that were in Q30, um, one of which was a freshman who had just gotten back from the week prior to that, going down to Tampa to cover the Frozen Four for the hockey team with Q30. He was telling me all about his experience with Q30 and in the Quinnipiac journalism program and everything and how great it was. And that really is what sold me, I think, in the end. And then I played with the idea of where I wanted to go for another couple weeks And then on April 21st of 2016, I came downstairs to my parents with a bumper sticker in my hand that said Quinnipiac University School of Communications and said, hey, I'm going to go put this on my car. Wow. How'd you get the bumper sticker? They were actually giving them out at admitted students days. Okay. And so you come to Quinnipiac and you wanted to be a journalism major. Why journalism? What, uh, What was your interest there? Yeah. So it's kind of funny you asked that. I picked journalism for all the wrong reasons when I was in high school. Um, I remember, I think it was like my sophomore maybe year of high school, we had to take a test online. I think it was through Naviance, which is one of the programs that they use to help you match career interests and things like that. I was really involved with like theater and chorus and things like that, all from elementary school up until my senior year of high school. So when I took that test, things like singer, actress, stuff like that were popping up. But then 
some other things that popped up were writer, broadcaster, radio host, news anchor, things like that. And I was like, huh, this sounds kind of interesting. Decided to look into it more. I was like, that could be a cool thing to major in. But I had no clue what journalism was at the time at all. It was very funny, actually, because I just kind of went into it totally blind. The closest thing I had done to journalism in high school was speaking the morning announcements over the loudspeaker in the morning. So coming into college my freshman year, I was totally blind to it all. So how quickly after you got to Quinnipiac did you uh, did you start working for Q30? So I actually started really fast. I had joined on DUQU over the summer after my own freshman orientation back in June. So I was getting their emails over the summer. And during my welcome weekend, I had come across an email from the general manager at the time that was sent to the whole station that they were doing a training that Sunday where a Quinnipiac alum was doing some practice with people reading over the prompter and then he was giving feedback and everything. So I was like, all right, I'm going to show up to this. Why not? I was one of two freshmen, I believe, at the time to show up the Sunday morning of Welcome Weekend. And I sat down next to some friendly faces who ended up becoming some of my best friends. And what did you get during that training? Did, did they throw you into uh, a position at the TV station? Yeah. So during that training, they it's funny, I was actually reading through some old emails that I had gotten back in 2016 the other day, and I came across the recording of myself then. That was the first time I ever read off a teleprompter. It was just kind of a whatever order you want to go in. So I let a lot of people go before me and kind of went in the middle of the crowd and tried it out. I said to them, hey, this is my first time ever reading off a teleprompter right now. And they gave me great feedback at the time. I didn't really know what a lot of it meant, but I know I've definitely, like, even watching back the video, I was like, wow, I've grown so much since then. Were you scared? It's hard to remember, but I could imagine I was probably really nervous. It was not easy to do for sure. So besides taking classes at the school in journalism and learning the craft, what, what do you feel like Q30 taught you? Um, Q30 definitely taught me, obviously, the key aspects of journalism, how to do a package, how to anchor. I learned how to produce. I was a producer. I was an associate producer my entire sophomore year for our entertainment news show, hashtag that. I was an executive producer. Um, I was in LA the first semester of my junior year, but second semester I came back and I was an executive producer of the Q30 newscast. Um, my sophomore year, I had cabinet experience as secretary, and then I joined cabinet again my senior year as news director. So it definitely taught me, obviously, the journalism skills, the behind the scenes skills, everything like that. But along with that, it taught me beyond that as being a leader. I grew a lot. So definitely learned a lot of leadership skills, how to handle situations that I never thought I'd have to handle in like a new situation because it's also a student organization. Um, but beyond that, it even taught me like the importance of having each other's backs, um, friendships and just oh, it, hard to put into words because it taught me so much in general. And it sounds like you made a, a bunch of lifelong friends at Q30 as well. Yeah, definitely, for sure. What's it like being the news director? What, is, what does that position entail? Yeah, so being news director, it actually turned out to be a lot more than I thought it was. Well, I shouldn't say that. Not a lot more than I thought it was. I knew it was going to be a lot going into it. So as news director, you're the liaison between the university and the other producers and members within the Q30 news department. So essentially, I was in contact with the vice president for public relations a lot. I was collecting statements from him, reaching out for interview requests, um, working on breaking news stories um, for the university and the town of Hamden area. 
I had to assist members, so my producers and the other members of the Q30 News Department. I provided a lot of feedback for them on things that they were working on and assisted them in the process with that. I was in charge of overseeing the entire news department's content. So any article that was written for the news department had to go through me first before it was edited by the web director and put on the website and everything. So I approved any idea that was like given to me and I had to kind of help them out with who they wanted to interview, where the story was going to go. So I would talk through stories with all the members and I would also work on my own stories. Of course, I produced packages, wrote articles, that kind of thing. So it kind of was a whole bunch of different things involved into it, but I would say that's probably the main jobs of the news director. So that sounds like a lot of work. How did you balance that with taking your classes as well? And I might mention you were also Quinnipiac ambassador. Yeah, so it definitely wasn't easy. I'm involved with quite a bit on campus. So Q30 wasn't my only involvement. It's definitely my main involvement. But I had, especially this past semester, I was taking classes. I was doing an internship in New York City. And then I had my other involvements with my sorority. I was working for admissions. And then I had Q30. So it was a lot. But Q30, obviously, like, it didn't come, sometimes it came before my classes, I should say. I'm sure my professors didn't like to hear that, but I did sometimes tend to do my Q30 stuff first. So it was the top priority in my to-do list and everything. I didn't sleep a lot. I know that's not healthy, but I spent a lot of late hours in the media suite, and but they were all totally worth it in the end. So it was kind of about finding that work-life balance. It wasn't easy, but I made it work. So, Brooke, one of the things that I was really impressed with this past year was that after the university campus closed because of the pandemic, you and the rest of the Q30 staff came back to do one more last live broadcast. Why? Why was that so important to all of you? So the people that came back to do that broadcast, all four of us were seniors. We knew that we weren't going to get permission to get more than four people to go because obviously there was already social distancing guidelines in place and we technically weren't supposed to be on the campus. But we, my friend Brendan had reached out to our advisor to see if she can get permission for us to be able to go. And she knew how important it was to us. So she fought for us to make sure we were allowed to get onto campus and be there. So the night before, I remember it was St. Patrick's Day, we were like all texting, trying to see if this would work. And then she said, you're probably not going to find out until tomorrow morning, so be prepared. Now, two of them were already at their houses off campus in Hamden, and Brendan and I were both home. Brendan lives about three hours away, and I'm about two hours away. So the next day, um, we hadn't heard anything, so we were like, oh, it's probably a no. Maybe they'll let us do it tomorrow, and we'll just like have some time in advance. So I went back to sleep, and I woke up a couple hours later to a text from Brendan saying, I'm on my way, you better get ready and go. So I got ready really fast and we all drove to Hamden and it was just so important because we wanted to have our last broadcast because Q30 had been a part of all four of our lives for so long since we were freshmen, we all joined right away. And we had grown so much throughout the time and we were like, it'd be nice to get back to the media suite and do this once more. And not only for ourselves, but beyond that, was because all of this information was coming out about the virus and we wanted to be able to give that. Obviously, we've done it from home since then and everything, but at that time, we were like, this is what we should do. We need to get in there and do this. And students were still like kind of allowed on campus at that point to come grab stuff, like essential belongings. So we were like, as long as we social distance, there's no reason why we wouldn't be allowed to kind of be in the student center until five o'clock that day. 
So as you mentioned, Q30 has continued to cover the Quinnipiac and Hamden-related news since the campus shut down. How has the TV station uh, adjusted to kind of the new reality of having to report from basements and bedrooms and stuff like that? Yeah, so it's definitely been really different. It hasn't been easy for sure. It's quite the challenge. We can't have our live programming every week like we used to. We used to live stream five shows, four once a week and one every other week. So unfortunately can't do that because we don't have our live streaming equipment all at everybody's homes. But I know for the news department specifically, I've been trying to put out as much web content as possible with articles, even packages through Zoom interviews and things like that. Um, Another initiative that I wanted to try to do, which we've been able to make happen for the last six weeks is every other week trying to get the crew together to put on, even if it's like a 15, 20, maybe even 30 minute broadcast of just like what's happening with Quinnipiac News. And we've been able to post that on our website and all of our social media channels. So that's been really cool. I know the sports department has been doing debates about top plays of the year, different athletes, stuff like that. And even the entertainment department, one of the shows has been doing like Hollywood news updates once a week. And our Saturday Night Live style show, Quinnipiac Tonight, has been putting on their skits just fine from home and been publishing them on our website and social media and everything. I apologize for that. That was Gus barking. <laughs> no worries at all. <laughs> so we just found out uh, last week that Q30 TV was named the student organization of the year on campus. What does that mean to you and to Brendan and the other people there at uh, at the station? Yeah, so it definitely meant a lot to us. We knew that we had been nominated because we found out through an email, I guess maybe a week or two before. And so we were all watching from our homes. It was funny, we were all Snapchatting each other while it was going on, waiting for that last award. And even prior to that, quite a few of our members had won awards for other things. So we were all like so excited for everybody. And as our advisor, Erin, was reading off everything that was submitted about our organization, once she said something about, I think it was upgrading studio equipment was the word, we were like, this is us. And I, I'm not an emotional person, I should say, but I actually got a little bit of a tear in my eye because it kind of made me realize how much we had all accomplished together throughout this year and even like how much we've grown since my first year on campus. So it was really important. And we've gotten national awards and we've gotten recognized by Connecticut um, SPJ and everything. And it's been really cool. But just being recognized by our university because of how much it's meant to our experience here, I think just kind of was the emotional trigger that was like, wow, we did this. Like, and it wasn't just one person. It was everybody together. And we made this happen. And now we're considered like, the top organization on campus for this year. And it just meant a lot, I think. So you interned for the Today Show in New York this past semester. That's a pretty awesome sounding internship. How did you get that? Yeah, it was great. I honestly couldn't tell you exactly how I got it. I know that I applied on the very last day that you could apply. And then it moving forward, it kind of turned into, okay, we're going to actually interview for like the initial one-sided video thing. And then maybe I think it was two weeks after that, I got an email saying, okay, we're going to do a phone interview with you. And I found out literally, I think it was maybe a day or two later that I had been offered the position. So it was really rewarding. And what did, what did the internship entail? What did you do on a daily basis? Um, so it kind of varied. There was a lot of different production aspects of it. 
um, I was considered a production intern. So we worked in the green room. We helped with guests. We did a whole bunch of stuff. We worked in the plaza. That was one of my favorite parts. Actually, we got to interact with the audience a lot and help find stories to tell on the air. There was so much research stories, log interviews. We had sit down meetings with um, different anchors and producers and all different aspects of the way the whole production works. And it was just really, really cool. So you're graduating in a couple of weeks and you have already lined up a job with a TV station in Maine. So you're going to be starting work almost immediately after graduation. Tell us about going ahead and lining up a job before graduation and what you were looking for uh, in terms of your first job out of college. Yeah, so obviously with everything going on right now, it's not easy to find a job. And I knew that, unfortunately. I had started applying back at the end of February before this was really a worry. Um, so I had been hoping that I'd find interviews soon, things like that. And even before the school had shut down, I had gotten an email saying that let's chat with the, where I'm going to end up being working from the news director there. And I did an interview a couple days after, or maybe it was a week after, so we had found out that we were closing. Um, so we chatted, and the, I thought the interview went really well. And then a couple weeks later, she reached out to me and said um, that they want to hire me, which was really awesome. So we figured everything out, and sure enough, here we are. So what are you going to be doing? So I will be a reporter at Fox 22 and ABC7 in Bangor, Maine. Um, so I'm really excited about that. It'll definitely be a really good learning experience for me, and I hope to grow a lot as a reporter. And what were you looking for um, from uh, a station or, or your first job? What did, what did you want to, to find? One thing that was pretty important to me is I know in this field, a lot of people tend to travel far from their homes and stuff, but I didn't want to go too far. I knew that I couldn't see myself going to the Midwest or anything. So I really wanted to stay on the East Coast. So I got I was very fortunate. I was planning to apply to some more places, even like down south and stuff. But I'm very fortunate to only be going six and a half hours from my house. So it's not too bad. I think it's five and a half from Quinnipiac. So that was one of like the top things actually that I was looking for. I was looking for somewhere that would help me grow a lot as a reporter too and a good starter market where they're nice and helpful. And I think that's what I'm going to get out of this. Another thing that I think is going to be really beneficial is that there are a couple of Quinnipiac alumni up there and that kind of helps with the adjustment and going to a brand new place by yourself. All right, Brooke, we are almost out of time. Is there anything uh, you wanted to talk about that I didn't ask you about? Um, I don't think so. I've been very fortunate to have the time that I had at Quinnipiac. Obviously, it's not the ending that I wanted or any senior wanted for sure. Even any person in college doesn't want this damper on their college experience. There's nothing like being on campus and getting involved and being with friends and all that. And I always know that the last seven weeks of the spring semester are the best part, even in my last four years. So definitely hurt quite a bit to not be there during this time. But I know that things are getting brighter. Obviously, finding a job was quite the silver lining for me. And I hope that my classmates are able to work through all of this as well and find jobs too. Because, And maybe, hopefully, in the near future, we can all come back and celebrate our accomplishments together. I hope so too. All right, Brooke, I really appreciate your time. Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you. That was Chris Roush interviewing Brooke Riley, who recently graduated with a degree in journalism. Uncommon Grounds is hosted by Chris Roush. He's the dean of the School of Communications at Quinnipiac University. 
show is produced by me, David DeRoche. I also did the music. To learn more about our podcasts, you can visit qu.edu slash podcast. You can subscribe to all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other apps. You can check us out on Twitter and Instagram at QUPodcasts. And if you have a story you want to share with us or something you want to talk about or any comments or criticisms on our podcast episodes, you can find us on social media or you can shoot us an email. That address is QUPodcasts at QU.edu. On the next episode of Uncommon Grounds, Chris interviews Kay Pattyfoot. She's a rising senior who's also studying journalism, and she'll be taking over as news director for Q30 this coming semester. Until then, keep your distance, wash your hands, and thanks for listening.